Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sean. What is happening? Not a whole lot. Um, just a quiet uh, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. I know. I don't ask me <laughs> what day or whatever it is right now because I'm still all off from my lots of time off I had with all my crazy adventures and everything. So, yeah, it's it's been crazy. But, yes, we are recording on a Tuesday even though our show airs on Monday. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. But uh, yeah, if you guys uh, missed last week's episode, go back and tune in to hear about Susie's crazy escapades and uh, all the fun fishing that went with that. But uh, so, yeah, but yeah. We're, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a little crazy and just a little update from that, too. Um, so yesterday um, I went fishing at Banner Marsh, obviously, um, but multipurpose Um it was the last of uh, the online event uh, in a series that I've been competing in for contention for Angler of the Year. And uh, I made it by one point. Wow, nice. <laughs> so it was wow. a close running. I was so. going to say, talk about the skin of your teeth, but hey. Yeah, yeah. I barely made it by. Like I tied with the person that I was running against. And like our scores were even, but I had the bigger fish of the two. So wow. I was like that, that couldn't have worked out even more perfect. So pretty happy about that. Congrats. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yep. Yeah. Anywho, we have a special guest with us tonight. We have Trevor Lowe from Omnia Fishing, who is going to be talking with us about some awesome things. So welcome to the show, Trevor. How are you? Good, good. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm super excited about this. Uh, like I said, I, I 
been around talking about uh, Omni a little bit, and I'm, I'm glad to be able to bring it uh, to, to more people. So thanks for having me. Awesome sauce. Uh, so Trevor, tell us a little bit about you. You know, I mean, people may know you from Omnia Fishing, but you know, where are you from? What got you into fishing? That type of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm from the born and raised Minnesota. Uh, I would say St. Paul is probably my home more so than Minneapolis is. Um, but lived, lived in Minnesota my whole life. Um, I am of Hmong ethnicity. So, uh, I guess, uh, kind of important to me in the sense that my parents are, yeah, both my parents came to the United States as immigrants back, uh, during the Vietnam war. So, uh, pretty cool. Uh, both my parents are here in the twin cities as well. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got started fishing. My dad is the one who introduced me to fishing. Um, he grew up having two passions, uh, soccer and the outdoors. And, uh, my brother got soccer. I got the outdoors. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of my, my start into fishing, uh, grew up fishing for, you know, standard stuff, uh, pan fish, crappies of the sort. And as, as I got older, started bass fishing and, uh, saw the elite series guys and bass master and everything like that. And wanted to, wanted to pursue that. So I ended up, uh, going to school at the university of Minnesota, um, and fishing in the Bassmaster college series. And long story short, I guess my quote unquote claim to fame. Uh, I won the Bassmaster College Series back in 2015. So um fished the Bassmaster Classic on on Grand Lake in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 2016. And that kind of kick started my career in the fishing industry and now I'm at Omni Efficient. Nice, nice. And and what brought you to Omnia? Like uh, were they just they looking for you out of college or um how did you end up there? Yeah, so uh I've I've known some of the guys that, you know, either started Omnia or that had been with Omnia for a while now, uh, we're technically still a startup. Uh, I would say we're about four and a half, five years old. Um, so I've been at Omnia for about a year, but um, I've known some of the guys that have been involved with Omnia for a while. Uh, we've just kind of stayed in contact through the years. And uh, as uh, I got out of college, I got a marketing degree because obviously in the fishing industry, it's either you're really good at fishing or you're really good at own products. It sounds like you're good at both. I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say it's, it's a, it's a mix of both. I, you know, it's, I haven't won a college. I haven't won a tournament since winning the college series. So that's, <laughs> I guess that that's that, but um, no, it's uh yeah, it's, it's been, it's been cool. Um, like I said, I've stayed in touch with the guys there and uh you know i think right out out of college i started getting uh you know try to get some experience and get some jobs uh that were just you know help me pay bills and help me kind of get started um and then you know i started guiding full-time as well after that and then from there you know i was like all right i'd, I'd love to as much as as much fun as guiding is it's uh very uh physically demanding um being out on the water every single day uh, to make sure that you're on top of fish, um, you know, make sure you're putting uh, your clients on fish. Uh, so, you know, I kind of wanted to step back from that and, you know, those guys reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we've got an opening if you're interested. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And to get to work in the industry that you love. I mean, that's, that's like a bonus. Mm -hmm. Although uh, everybody we talk to that does work in the industry says it really takes away from their fishing time. So <laughs> it absolutely does. Yeah. Um, I've, I've definitely noticed that. And even more so now, uh, I just, 
my wife and I just had our first child. I mean, she's, she's a little over a year now. She's about a year and a month. So about 13 months old, but uh, she's a little gem. She's a ball of energy, but she, uh, she takes away from my fishing time as well, but that's, that's not a bad thing. I was going to say, that's probably a fair trade I would say. So yeah, for sure. Very cool. And then just get her into fishing once she can. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's yet to get out on the boat, but hopefully, uh, you know, if, if the weather stays nice in Minnesota long enough, I could, I could might be able to sneak her out there for, uh, you know, an hour or something like that before yeah. she gets sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, yeah. So, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, um, the ambassador program on Omnia. Um, I am fairly new to the, like being a quote unquote ambassador myself, um, but I know, at least in my opinion, um, the thing that stands out to uh, Omnia versus other tackle websites or whatever are the fishing reports, which are pretty cool, but I'll let you explain more. Yeah. So um, as, as you alluded to, we are an e-commerce or a tackle, uh, fishing tackle retailer. Um, you know, we've probably got uh, the second largest assortment uh, in terms of SKUs. Uh, next to obviously the giant tackle warehouse everybody knows um, but what kind of sets us apart from all these other retailers which which makes us really unique is the fact that we do have fishing reports um, and these fishing reports are user generated content so this is this is all provided by community members um, people and people that are or I guess I could just call them fishermen or fisherwomen or anglers um, that fish around the country and um you know, if you're fishing your favorite lake, you can go to uh, our site after your outing on the water. You can file a fishing report. And by doing so, you join the ambassador program that we offer. Um, and when you when you file a fishing report, you select the lake, uh, you select the specific hot bait that you're using, whether it's a Yamamoto Senko or a uh, Whopper Plopper or whatever you caught them on that day, you can... Uh, uh, highlight recommended products as well, such as the rods, the reels that you're using, uh, include a photo, the species you're targeting, uh, all that sort of stuff. And, and obviously, uh, uh, with a brief description of your outing, what you caught them on, how you caught them, were you targeting docks or were you fishing a certain depth in the water column or something like that. Um, and when you file that fishing report, uh, it goes up into our site. Obviously, we vet them a little bit to make sure people aren't posting inappropriate things. But when, once it gets approved, uh, it lives on our site. And what it does is it, it takes all this information and our computer machine learning algorithm pumps out product, recommendation, uh, product recommendations to customers as they're viewing the site. So let's just say, you know, I fish Malax quite a bit here in Minnesota. I'm going to recommend, you know, an owner ball head jig for a small mega bass spark shad swim bait. Um, and if somebody comes to the site, they're like, Hey, you know, I, I want to know what I should be using on the lax. They can go to the Malax Lake page. You can read up on all the fishing reports, uh, based off of this, spe uh, the species, the season that you're targeting. Um, and it gives you all these fishing reports you can read up on to see what you should be doing this time of year, all the baits you should be doing, all this, the techniques that are recommended. Um, and it even breaks it down into which techniques are most rep, uh, most reported on everything like that. But I think the really cool part about that minus the uh, product recommendations that are, are generated through fishing reports is the opportunity to earn free tackle as, as you file these fishing reports. So uh, in our ambassador program, we've got 
different tiers. So we've got the bronze, the silver, the gold, and then the blue tier. Uh, but the bronze, silver, and gold levels, you can earn free tackle as, as you're filing fishing reports. If you file a fishing report, let's just say, for my example, uh, I talk about a mega bass spark shad, and it shows up on the product carousel on the product detail page or on the, uh, the, the lake page from Malax, and somebody adds that bait to their cart and makes a purchase on it, uh, you earn tackle credit for that because you're the one that helped uh, generate that product recommendation. So uh, it behooves our ambassadors to, you know, file more fishing reports as much as they can, recommend as many products as they can because you can earn free tackle from doing that. So um, the higher you get up in the tiers of the ambassador program, the more tackle credit you earn per conversion. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh there's a bunch of, you know, we have a lot of different benefits to the ambassador program. You know, we, you know, once you hit a certain level, you know, we'll send you a free hat, you know, or we give you some Omnia swag. Um, you can earn uh, more, like I said, more credit per conversion. So rather than, you know, $5 of credit per conversion, you're earning $10 of credit per conversion. So, um, you know, that, that can total up pretty good. You can end up with a couple hundred bucks of credit if you're filing reports and, I mean, it's, it's free tackle for you, you know, so why not? Very cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, definitely pretty interesting because I've actually used it myself a couple of times because like I'll be looking for, you know, certain things on different bodies of water and, you know, knowing that, you know, the fishing reports and everything is still relatively new. So sometimes I'll come across a body of water that just hasn't been reported on or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, I can be that person to make the first report <laughs> in a sense, you know? So that's always kind of cool too. Yeah, it's, it is cool. Um, you know, I think, like I said, we've got a lot of machine learning that goes into, into this where, you know, even if, a lake doesn't have any reports on it. You know, we, we are able to take the data that we have about that lake and find nearby lakes that are similar in water clarity or similar in depth or bottom composition. And we can use uh, lakes that have fishing reports and still generate uh, recommended products, uh, whether that be rods and reels, we can recommend the kinds of techniques that, you know, you should be trying for this time of year, because if it's summertime and this lake has grass, you know, maybe you're going to want to flip a jig or a Texas rig or something like that, just so that nobody uh, goes in blind, per se, uh, without knowing what, you know, where to even start. So really cool stuff. That is very cool. Like, what's your tech department like? That sounds like my kind of gig. You know, I'm an IT guy, so, you know. Yeah, we uh, we run pretty lean at Omnia. Like I said, we're a startup, so uh, our tech team they are uh, they are the brains of the whole operation. Uh, they speak a whole different language than I do. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm there just to help them figure out, you know, uh, how we get more people to file fishing reports. You know, how we can uh, bring value to anglers in the ambassador program. But uh, they are the ones; they're the brains behind everything. So well, that's um, pretty cool that all a, that pretty, is tied together. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I, you know, that's exactly to that point is, you know, we have to work strategically and cohesively so that, you know, we have goals that we want to meet and each department of the company can come together and, and meet those goals with uh, different tasks that we have. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. So, well, um, speaking of cool tech things, um, you know, before the we started uh, recording, um, you were also showing us something uh, that's relatively new that's, uh, you know, out now. Uh, uh, the premium plus 
Um, Premium Pro. Premium Pro, sorry. And uh, uh, we definitely wanted to give you a chance to kind of highlight that too. So do you want to explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So, uh, you know, everybody's familiar with Omnia with, in the sense that, you know, we've got a website. Uh, you can buy tackle on our website. You can read fishing reports on the website. Uh, but, you know, like I said, our tech team wanted to make this as, as easy as we can uh, for everybody. So we, we decided to create an app. Uh, so we've got our Omnia app, which is available for Android and iOS. And um, it's got every feature that you can imagine the website has. You can read fishing reports. You can purchase tackle. It's kind of dangerous because of how easy it is to buy tackle. <laughs> um, you know, it's kind of like the Amazon Prime of, of tackle purchasing. And uh, and and so we, we've decided to make it as easy as we can for people to... Uh, uh, get get the tackle that they need, get the fishing information that they need to be successful in the water. And uh, with Premium Pro, uh, before I get into that, I kind of have to take a step back because Omnia for the longest time has had what we call our premium membership. So premium is a whole different thing from Premium Pro. Um, our premium membership is a $29 a year membership. Uh, and essentially what that does for you is it gives you access to 10% back on all your purchases. So if you buy $300 worth of tackle in a year, you get 30 bucks back. That's premium right there. That's your, that's your cost. So basically now you're getting everything else for free uh, or you're getting premium for free. And a lot of times we do give out premium for free during times of the year. So uh, on top of that, we, uh, we have free shipping on all your orders if you're a premium member. So you don't have to, uh, you know, pay, a dime for shipping whenever you buy one pack of Senkos or you buy 50 packs of Senkos, you know? Um, so it's a great deal in itself, especially with sh uh, shipping charges being kind of expensive nowadays. And, you know, like I said, that applies to all, all anything you buy, whether it's rods, reels, um, just tackle, tackle boxes, whatever. So, um, and then lastly, uh, we do offer, um, specials that are premium exclusive so sometimes if we have a sale that that's going to happen um that's coming down the pike we will give our premium members access to it early so that they can get geared up before that stuff sells out um you know sometimes we do premium only offers where there's a specific uh rod or reel that's been uh in high demand and you know maybe we'll do a, a crazy 30 35 percent off for premium members only so um a lot of great features with premium. Uh, you know, I would say it's probably the best um, deal membership in the industry for tackle purchases. But um, so that's premium. Now, we've launched this whole new thing called Premium Pro. Uh, and this is directly tied to the app. So with Premium Pro, we've in integrated um, map layers into the map that we already have on our website where people can go and read up on fishing reports. So um Am I, am I free to share my screen? Can I do that on here? Absolutely. Yep. So let me pull this up real quick. Um, so with, uh, like I said, with premium pro, this is only available right now on our app, but this is just a web demonstration here. So I'm just going to pull up Lake Minnetonka. Uh, this is a lake here in the twin cities. That's, that's pretty popular. This is kind of the yep. tournament lake. Are you, are you able to see my screen? There we go. There we go. Okay. So this is Lake Minnetonka. Um, 
the quote-unquote premier tournament lake here in the Twin Cities. If, if you fish tournaments, you, you better get good at fishing this body of water because <laughs> this is kind of where everybody cuts their teeth. Um, but yeah, so you can see here we've got a map. Um, we've got what are called our core layers and then our weather layers. So in our core layers, we have depth, hardness, vegetation, water temperature, clarity. You can ignore omnia clarity. Um, so we've got five core layers and I can go through each one of them, but um, depth, hardness, and vegetation are going to be derived from what's called CMAP, which if you're a Lawrence user, you might be familiar with. Uh, but this is all community-driven uh, data. And you can see here, these are sonar logs that are uploaded into the CMAP cloud, per se. Um, but very, very high-level detail, high-detail contours. Um, and obviously, with it being community-driven, community-uploaded, you will have some areas that are not marked. Um, but I will say that we are in talks with Navionics. So we will have Navionics integrated into our app and every lake in the United States will be covered by Navionics if it doesn't have CMAP on it. Very cool. Um, yeah. So, so obviously contour, everybody's familiar with contour. Um, I can go to the next one, which is bottom hardness. Um, this one is really cool, especially for lakes up here. Uh, in the Midwest, in Minnesota, because we have a lot of grass, you know, and generally when you're fishing grass, um, the, the better spots in the grass are the spots that have hard bottom. So um, a, a little local knowledge up here is that you need to get out right as the ice melts and start graphing because the, the grass hasn't grown in yet. So now you can start, you know, figuring out the areas um, that are going to have hard bottom before that grass grows in. So let's just say um, here, for example, you got this big flat, you know, there's a huge flat here. This is all covered in grass during the summertime, but you can see there's the, the hard spots are, there's kind of like a bridge here that connects up into this, uh, I guess, center part of the flat with hard bottom on here. So you can see that this would be a prime area to target if you're going to go and flip grass. You know, you might you might skip over this area over here with the yellow uh, coloration on the color gradient because that's going to be your softer bottom. But you can focus in on these areas that are, have harder bottom uh, once that grass grows in. So if you don't have time uh, to get out and graph early in the year, um, this is a super awesome tool to help you figure out which, you know, which stretches a bank or which parts of the flat are going to have harder bottom than uh, than the others so um like i said all, all these are just tools that you can use to uh find more fish find more success on the water from the comfort of your home or like i said if you don't have the time to get out and graph uh, early in the season um so that's our hardness layer the next layer would be your vegetation so as you can see that's that big flat right here um lots of grass on this flat i know from just fishing this lake there's a ton of grass there um and yeah if if you were to switch over you can see you know this area in the grass would have that hard bottom but uh the vegetation layer is pretty cool as well as we zoom out on lake minnetonka you can see um let's just go into you know west arm this is a bay called west arm here and west arm doesn't have a whole lot of vegetation uh it's got a lot of rocky bottom but uh, if you are trying to find those small patches of grass or small little shorelines that will have grass, you know, you can use this layer to uh, to determine that, uh, like I said, from the comfort of your home or, you know, if it's a lake you've never been to, um, you can do that without having to actually get out on the on the uh, on the lake. So uh, that's just that's one more 
of our core layers. Uh, the next one would be water temperature. Uh, I'm going to try to find a lake that's got a little bit more coverage. So here, this is a perfect example. So this is Mille Lacs. Um, I was out on Mille Lacs on Sunday. Uh, this is pretty dang close. Uh, I was reading, you know, 64, 65 degrees uh, on water temperatures. Uh, so you can see most of the lake is 64, 65. I spent the majority of my time down here in this section of the lake. And um, yeah, it's, it's pretty accurate. Um, all of this data is satellite driven. So this is uh, satellites reading uh, the surface temperature of the water uh, and, and figuring out what that temperature is. So it's, it constantly re refreshes. Uh, it's getting updated daily. So you can keep an eye on your te uh, the water temperature on your local home body or uh, of water or whatever. And, uh, you know, that gives you an idea of, you know, when should I get up to Mille Lacs to go and chase that fall bite or, you know, if it's springtime, you can go chase the spawn, figure out which creeks are warming up faster. Um, and uh, I'll swing down here just for a quick example. Um, so if you look here, this is, uh, it doesn't show really well now because it's all hot, but uh, <laughs> this is Lake Norman. Um, and if, uh, if, if any of you uh, paid attention to the uh, Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour this year, uh, they had their Red Crest, which is like their big end of the year tournament Champ on Lake yep. Norman. And uh, it's funny because they they were fishing in March. And in March, generally, that's the time of year where they're spawning. And mm -hmm. um, when you think of spawning fish, you know, you get away from the dam. You go run up to the north end of the lake because that's generally where your warmer water is. Um, but it turns out that the locals that fish here know that there is a warm water discharge right here and uh this entire south end of the lake was about you know eight to ten degrees warmer than the rest of the lake hmm. and uh the fish started spawning down here before they were spawning up in the you know the main lake or in the upper part of the lake so it's funny because i would say 80 percent of the, the the anglers fishing the final day we're fishing down in the south end, <laughs> spawning fish. And uh, we were able to look at, you know, this lake temperature or the uh, water temperature layer and see like this was colored yellow while the rest of the lake was still blue. So oh, wow, um, really cool information, like I said, and, and we could determine that from from the comfort of our home. Uh, let me let's see if I can. Uh, I pulled it up. A couple days ago, um, I'll, I'll have to uh, I'll have to send it to you guys um, outside of this. But uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. You can see like this whole section of the lake down here is is yellow. It's a whole different color gradient. It's much warmer, and then the rest of the lake is blue. But um, if uh, those guys would have had Premium Pro, they would have known. <laughs> that, uh, right. South end is, is where the spawn was going to be happening. So, um, And then lastly, uh, for our core layers, we have water clarity. Uh, so this is, like I said, also satellite-driven uh, data. So you can see the dark blues are your clear clear bays. Uh, you've got you know, this, I guess, aqua-ish blue to the yellows to the greens. That's going to be your dirtier water. Um, and as you get to, you know, let's go to the Mississippi here, you can see the Mississippi's pretty dirty. You know, you've got that red color gradient. That's going to be really dirty water. So um, really cool stuff, especially, like I said, um, 
a lot of different use cases for it. If you like fish in dirty water, you can figure out which creeks in your lake are dirty, uh, which creeks are clean. And uh, I think specifically of like when you go down to Florida, you know, every year the tournament trails start in Florida. Guys are chasing spawning fish, uh, but you can see uh, different parts of the lake are going to be cleaner than others. So my guess here is obviously with the blue being cleaner and the red being dirtier, we probably had a west a west wind blow all that water in Lake Okeechobee and it made this side dirty. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, a lot of really cool tools that you can use to try to be more efficient on the water, maximize your time out there. Um, but you can, you know, use this however you need to, to catch more fish and figure out which areas of the lake that you want to fish. Well, even um, you were showing us uh, where the uh, St. Croix and the Mississippi join. You could even see the mud line kind of. Uh, yeah. That was really cool, too, because, I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, that's that's the prime area to fish as well, uh, right, where, yep. right mm -hmm. where that's mixing. So. And then when you toggle between the standard map and the satellite map, <laughs> like for at least uh, – competitive uh kayak anglers who are competing in tournaments and they're looking at maps and stuff like that like they're going to be able to compare all these different layers to um you know google maps or whatever or is this map box or whatever which i'm assuming yep. it's probably pulled from google maps or whatever but i mean exactly. like being able to integrate all of this information into one place is like I think what everybody has been wanting and needing, you know, cause like, mm -hmm. it's like you were talking uh, before we started recording. I was like, everybody has like five apps for all of these different <laughs> things, yep. you know, and mm -hmm. you got like three from running or you got like a web browser open on your phone to pull up, um, you know, maybe Navionics or something like that. And this sure. is just, you toggle between them. I mean, this is, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah, it's uh to your point, it's it's really cool and you know this this is available on Android iOS. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that run tablets on their boats. So, yes. you know, you can just pull this up on your iPad or your tablet or whatever and you can use this as your kayaking or, you know, guys will have, you know, units on their boat where they they've got an iPad mounted onto their console. Uh so, yeah, really really cool features that you can utilize as, you know, one to help you figure out okay i'm on the south end does it does it seem like if i'm looking for cleaner water is it does it make sense for me to run all the way up to the north end you know should i not even you know make that run you know am i wasting 40 minutes of a run to get up there and and just to find out that oh the water's just as dirty up here you know uh or the water's just as cold up here as it is down south so um really cool stuff you know like i said uh to have all of this in one place uh, you know, you, you alluded to four different apps to check the wind, to check the weather. And, and I can get into that here in a second too. Um, you know, we talked to, uh, a friend of the company and, and he had mentioned, um, so these core layers, you know, you can't overlay them together, but you can take a core layer and you can overlay a weather layer on top of it. So he had mentioned, you know, man, I just wish there was an app that if I'm fishing this point here, I could just pull up the wind and see how the wind is blowing on that point, yes. you know, and, and use that base it on the contours. Because if I'm fishing, you know, like I said, 
Uh, let's pull a point here that sticks out. So this one, for example, you know, you've got this point here and the wind's hitting it on this, on this bank right here. It's pushing this bait fish up on this side of the flat. You know, maybe you're going to want to target this bank or this part of the flat rather than targeting this side of the flat, mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of really cool stuff. Um, the fact that you can overlay that, you know, really will help you eliminate water or figure out, okay, why did I get this bite here when I got this bite here? Maybe it was because the wind was blowing right into it, or maybe the wind was, you know, doing something that pushed bait fish or positioned fish in a certain way. So uh, really cool. So obviously that's, that's one of our weather layers right there. This is wind direction and wind speed. Um, and you can use this. We've got these little barbs that show you the direction the wind's blowing. Um, and like I said, it's, it's all over the United States. So we can, you know, we can get over to, uh, central Illinois, which is over here, you, you know, and yeah. you can see, yeah, it, it looks pretty dang windy over here in Peoria. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right it was now. a little windy today. Yeah. And, uh, or, you know, this is going to come into play, especially, you know, you're fishing these big bodies of water, like Lake Erie, um, St. you know, Claire. some people fishing, St. Clair, the Great um, Lakes. Um, you know, I fish a lot on Mille Lacs, so you can imagine, you know, Mille Lacs is very similar to St. Clair where there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big open thing, you know. Nowhere so to go. You got to play the wind. Yep. Um, well, I know, so, um, like, I fish the river a lot, and and uh, if the river is blowing downriver, um, it, it's it's not bad, but if the wind is blowing upriver against the current, it turns it into a washing machine, and it's not always absolutely. the funnest time to be out there. So uh, that, that yep. kind of information is definitely worth its weight for sure mm -hmm. yeah so uh you know we've got other weather layers as well we've got radar um so obviously you can see there's a big big cell moving here in des moines central iowa um and we can pair that with our storms layer as well so you can see the individual storm cells we have these cones that show you the direction the storm cell is headed so you know if you're let's just say you're fishing a body of water up here in Cedar Rapids or you're fishing in Dubuque here, uh, you can see that this storm cell looks like it's pushing towards you, you know, and you can kind of gauge, okay, maybe I've got an hour to fish left or, you know, maybe I really need to get out of here right now because it's, it's right upon me. So a lot of stuff to keep you safe. And then uh, another really cool one is our lightning strikes layer. So you can see obviously us being on the water, we are prime targets for lightning strikes. So uh, obviously we don't want to be on the water when there's lightning around, um, nope. but you can see lightning strikes down here, Southwest Des Moines. Uh, we've got some storms up here in North Texas, uh, along with the, you know, this looks like Grand Lake. So for anybody fishing Grand Lake, you might not want to be on Grand Lake right now. Um, there's uh, there's lightning going. So like I said, really cool stuff. And then lastly, we've got air temperature. Uh, so you can see, you know, where those cold fronts are coming through, those hot fronts are coming through and uh, kind of figure out, you know, what you're going to wear that day. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's premium pro in a nutshell. Uh, you know, really cool stuff. Um, like I said, everything that you can use from the comfort of your home, uh, you can use it uh, while you're on the water using a tablet, using a phone, anything like that. So, uh, you know, it makes you a lot more efficient on the water and you're not wasting time. Uh, you know, especially for weekend anglers that, you know, maybe all they've got is half a day to practice in the evening for their weekend tournament or something like that. So really cool stuff. Very, very cool. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, you know, 
whenever I'm, you know, pre-fishing or, you know, in a tournament, you know, my biggest thing is, you know, weather in a sense, you know, and I think I have three different weather apps that I use because, mm-hmm. you know, they're always different in some way, shape or form. And, you know, I do have one just strictly for the wind, especially if I'm going to be, you know, up on a big body of water and then lightning strikes too. Like I have an app called Windy that I use to see like sure. what direction the wind and stuff has come from. But this is like, it's going to solve everything to where I don't really need to have you know, three, four apps going at the same time, you know, I can just go to the premium pro and just be like, boom, yep. All my information is right yeah. there. So that's, that's pretty awesome. I'm like super excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you know, and uh, I guess to make it even better, you know, a lot of us, we pay to have Navionics on our phone, you know, and like mm-hmm. I do, you know, <laughs> I think too. it's mm-hmm. like 20 bucks yep. a year, 30 yep. bucks a year. Um, premium pros, it's $50 a year. If you don't have premium, if you already have premium, it's just 20 bucks. And, and it's, like I said, it's the, it's the add on from premium. It's $20 and better yet, we add an entire year of your premium subscription. So if you're already 10 months into your premium subscription and you upgrade to premium pro, we'll eat that 10 months of cost and just give you a whole another year premium. So, um, like I said, it's, you know, it's well worth, uh, worth the money in terms of, you know, getting all those features, getting CMAP onto your phone, getting, uh, yes. Navionics coming soon, uh, all the weather yes. stuff and everything like that. <laughs> Bottom hardness, you know, really, really cool. Well, heck yeah. I mean, just the Navionics alone. I mean, that's 30 bucks right there or yeah. 20, 30 yeah. bucks. So that makes it pretty much a no brainer. So, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 100%. yeah, and, and like I said, yeah. If you don't have Premium Pro and you upgrade to Premium Pro, uh, you get you get Premium in addition to it too. It's not just the map layer. So you know now you're getting ten percent back on your purchases with Omnia. You get free shipping. Uh, so you know if you buy, you know shipping nowadays is uh, anywhere from five to fifteen bucks depending on what you're what you're buying. And you know if you put in two orders, that basically covers everything already. So. Heck yeah. Um, so I was just curious about, um, so like the, that first part of the data, I know you were talking about how um, like the clarity and the uh, water temps and whatnot would kind of update regular. How about um, the, uh, like the, the hardness and like the grass and stuff like that? How often is that updating? So like, you know, again, with the changing seasons and whatnot, if you're looking at it during wintertime, are you still going to see like the grassy areas or how does that update yeah i don't i don't have a great answer to that uh my my guess is that you know cmap is constantly taking in uh active sonar logs and so they're they're uploading to the cloud and as they upload to the cloud and they update that it gets updated into our app as well um but um yeah it's 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 hard to say, but it's a great question. Um, you know, when when people are recording these sonar logs for CMAP, um, I I think I, I spoke to uh, one of my colleagues, and he said if they're these sonar logs are taking in like five pieces of information all at the same time. So you take depth, you take bottom hardness, presence of vegetation, uh, and there are two more that I just can't remember for the life of me. Uh, but it takes all these pieces of information and then it puts it into, you know, a file and it, when you upload it. So um, 
if if somebody is not actively graphing uh, an area and and finding out that there's no more vegetation there, I don't think it's going to show up. But um, like I said, I think a lot of this is uh, not so much set in stone concrete. This is exactly mm-hmm. what you're going to see when you go out there, but it's more of a guideline so that, you know, if if this area generally has vegetation, you know, you can at least rather than having to drive all over the lake blindly looking for vegetation, you can say, okay, I know that these areas have been known to have vegetation or should have vegetation. And if you get there and there is no vegetation, you'd be like, okay, something, something's off here. You know, either the weeds didn't grow in the way they should, mm-hmm. somebody had them sprayed, mm-hmm. somebody had them cut or something like that. Right. Or so on and so forth. So, um, and that's, and that's another thing, you know, we, we kind of talk about with the temp layers too, you know, as, as we, you know, move towards the spawn next year, that's going to be a huge player because yes. everybody's trying to find warm water, you know, nobody's mm-hmm. looking for cold water in this during the spawn. So, <laughs> um, you know, we have uh, numbers on the map that tell you quote unquote, the degrees that that water, the temperature of the water. Um, but it might, your graph might not read 59 degrees when you go to the spot that says 59 degrees, but you can be confident in this, in the fact that if our apps is 59 degrees and the main lake is 54 degrees, if your graph says 62, then you can, you can be sure that the main lake is five degrees less. It's, it's consistent. The numbers might not be accurate, but the, the change in uh, the difference in temperature will be consistent regardless of what your numbers are. Sure. Right. Yeah. And especially in the spring too, you know, I mean, you got temperatures that'll fluctuate, you know, yep. within a couple days span, you know, you might have a cold front come through and it zaps the water, you know, by five, six degrees. So, yep. you know, again, yeah, those, those things, you know, any, any angler would know that, you know, your temperature is going to vary by some variation. Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, there is nothing, absolutely nothing set in stone when it comes to fishing, (laughs) you know, it could be, it could be 60, you know, 60 degree water. You think the spawns full blown, they're going at it, you know, full moon, everything like that. And they could not even be on beds. You know, it just, that's just how fishing goes. So, um, like I said, this is more of just another tool to help you catch fish. Live scope doesn't put fish in your boat. Live scope helps you see fish, helps you catch fish and hopefully helps you put more fish in the boat but it's not a guarantee to put fish in the boat you know and and we don't make any promises with the premium pro app like you're gonna catch fish by using this it's it's just another tool to to have in your arsenal exactly you know and having having a tool that serves as many different tools all in one is just even it's like your swiss army knife of apps (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's uh and it's dangerous because uh, <laughs> you can buy tackle pretty quick with that thing. Too, so. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, very cool. And then it sounds like, you know, you know, you guys are thinking uh, already, you know, improving like by grabbing Navionics and, you know, I'm sure as you'll, you know, is there a way people can give feedback and stuff to just. To... Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yep. So uh, to that point, you know, we're always willing to take feedback. Um, we want to know how we can improve. We can make it better. Uh, you can definitely reach out to any of us at, at uh, Omnia. We've got a chat uh, on our website. I think uh, we've got an email address set up that you can you can shoot an email to if you're having issues. You can just call the store. 
Um, you know, our customer service team is, is top notch. Uh, Kip and Nick are superstars at what they do. And if, uh, if they don't have the answer for you, we can, we can definitely uh, figure out how, uh, you know, we can resolve whatever issue you're having. Or if, if there's something that, you know, you're like, dude, you guys should really do this, or you guys should really consider, you know, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z, you know, we'll definitely take that into consideration, work with our development team and our tech team to see if we can't implement those changes in the app. Because like I said, you know, we want to hear, we want to hear what the anglers want and we want to give them what they want. So. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. That is, I wish I would have known about premium pro like sooner, <laughs> but I know it's, it's <laughs> kind of fairly new too. So uh, definitely yeah. a uh, tool I am definitely going to utilize for my season next year for sure. So yeah, yeah, and we'll uh, like I said, I'll after the show I'm happy to get you both access uh, to it for free, and uh, you know we'll we'll let you guys mess with it a little bit, and you guys can let me know uh, what you guys think. And obviously, yeah. uh, you know the coverage is going to be different around different parts of the country, but oh yeah, um, as yep. as we continue to improve on it, you know um, definitely let me know how you think we uh we should fix this and we should do this better and uh you know we can go from there so very cool absolutely yeah super excited to uh have some fun with that <laughs> um so besides that um are there any other um I guess like updates or trends or anything like that when it comes to like how things are going with Omnia, like, are you seeing any certain, um, Oh gosh, like viral things or trend things going on with like tackle or products yeah. or anything like that? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the hottest topic, uh, the most polarizing topic and you're smiling because you know what it is. Yep. Support facing sonar. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> everybody's talking about it. Everybody's mom's talking about it. Um, yeah. And it, it, it just seems like everything is, is pushing towards um, being utilized by forward facing sonar in terms of tackle. You know, you've got baits that are coming out that are literally called, you know, forward facing sonar minnow or forward facing <laughs> sonar this or right. live scope jig or whatever you know <laughs> and uh yeah i think uh, a lot of people are either either you love it or you hate it um you don't find too many people that are in, in the middle about it because uh yeah you've got xyz youtubers that are talking about how it's just ruining the fishing industry and then you have all <laughs> these other youtubers that are just blowing up because of the success that they have you know uh utilizing it catching giant fish on ohiv or you know wherever they're catching fish so um i think forward facing sonar is probably the biggest thing that we've seen where uh, a lot of baits are being designed specifically for forward facing sonar uh we just got in the new six sense panorama if you've uh seen that bait it literally looks like a shad um, and it's flat, it's a soft plastic, but it's meant to be, it's meant to be flat. It's like a soft plastic spoon in a sense, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that live sonar pings right off of it so well, uh, that you can, you can scope fish with it. And so, uh, we just got those in, they, I think they got put away last night and we are basically sold out of them already. 
Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, uh, they've got a good marketing team there at Sixth Sense. Uh, yeah, know, they, they got do. some pretty, uh, pretty big hitters in terms of their influencers. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I think that's that's probably the most consistent thing that we're seeing uh, with the tackle purchases. Um, big glide baits are also popular mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, your Chad Shads are popular when we get them in, they sell out right away. Um, there's, you know, I, I think there's, whenever there's hype around a bait, um, like I said, I think right now though, forward facing sonar is the biggest hype. Um, one of the big, uh, big baits that we see or products that we see sell out like crazy as soon as we get them is the, uh, core tackle hover rig. If you've seen that, mm-hmm. yep. um, it's it's basically we actually uh, had uh we had him on the show um oh what's his name uh was it johnny uh, or matt stefan matt stefan okay um, yep yeah matt's he's a good buddy of mine um it's funny i actually i won the college series in his backyard on the river that he lives on <laughs> in wisconsin so uh but yeah matt stefan to that to that point you know that that little jig head is it's basically a, a straight shank hook with a with a ninety degree eye, and the hook has a, a it's weighted weighted it's a yep. it's a it's a weighted hook, and you can just embed this this whole hook shank into a flat worm, a fluke style bait, something of the sort, and basically it's meant to just uh, up here in in Minnesota we call it moping, uh, but everybody uh, down south calls it demiki rigging. But essentially, it's okay. you're dropping and you're hanging a bait in front of their nose and you're just shaking it. Uh, but that hook shank allows that bait to sit horizontal and just do this in front of the fish rather than hanging from a ball head jig. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's uh, those things sell like crazy. I mean, <laughs> we get them in, they sell out. So, but everything is forward facing sonar based right now. Um, but and obviously, you, you still have your big players. You know, your jackhammers are popular. Uh, the Yamatanuki is popular. Uh, I've been having yeah, a lot of fun with your, that, too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. You, yeah. You see ebbs and flows. Uh, JDM, JDM products, uh, as soon as they come in, they sell out. Uh, everybody just thinks it's, you know, the bee's knees or <laughs> behind. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's funny because, um, that little dice rubber. Did you guys see that thing? Yes. Yeah. That that dice rubber. I mean, we can't even get it. <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> to get. You know, um, Japanese folks they they have a different way of doing supply chain than than we do. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, hey, we'd like to get this. Can we put in a PO? They're like, we'll give you what we got when we got it when we want to give it to you. <laughs> when you get yeah. it. That's when you get it. And so yeah. it's, it's hard to give a timeline of, hey, when are we? Get, when are you guys going to get this? So. Uh, but yeah, JDM products are, are, you know, they fly off the shelves as soon as they go. Yes. Yeah. There is some very interesting tackle and equipment when it comes to JDM stuff. Like I've delved only just a little bit and I'm kind of glad I haven't really gone like (laughs) heads into it because I mean, man, it it can get real dangerous and pricey with some of that. It's cool though, you know? It is. It's uh it never ceases to amaze me. Um, like I said, that dice rubber when it came out and and Kyoya Fujita was catching fish on it and it was just like who would think a square just a square <laughs> piece of plastic a cube of plastic with some strings coming out of it would just 
be the talk of the town and everybody <laughs> searching for it. I mean, guys were selling bags of it on eBay for forty dollars a piece. Jesus. <laughs> Holy cow, people. Yeah. It's like that's the crazy. it's like the um what is that thing called? The evergreen gizmo? Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't been able to find one of those things. <laughs> I bought uh, three or four last summer after uh, the Miner Brothers won the Susquehanna event. Yeah, and that's why. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yep. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, people, uh, they really buy into the hype for certain things. And, uh, you know, it's just, like I said, um, we we do this thing. So premium members at Omnia, uh, when something gets back put back into stock, we let our premium members know two hours before the rest of the oh, people nice. get notified. So, uh, <laughs> like I said, it pays to be a premium member. If, if there's a hot bait that you're looking for a couple years ago was the flatworm, you know, and when yep. flatworms got put into stock, premium members knew about it two hours before it. And, uh, by the time everybody else got their emails, they'd get there and there'd only be a few bags left. Why is there no bags left? It's like premium members get a little, <laughs> little uh, early access. Get a little extra honey from the pot. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm, um, you know, I'm not necessarily like skeptical or like one way or another when it comes to forward facing sonar, just because like, I feel like I still have so much to learn myself on my own unit because I run Lawrence and, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating really, because I mean, you see what technology has done and, where we've been and where we're going, you know? So like, it makes you wonder, well, if we can see the things that we're seeing now, what's it going to be like in five years from now? Like, is it going to be like even more? So like finely tuned, you'll see like, it's like, um, Oh, you know how people will get the 3d, um, ultrasounds of their babies. Sure. Like I'm, I'm thinking it's going to turn into that at some point, but just like, you know, and like a cone or whatever, but like, I'm just, you know, it's crazy what technology has done in like the last five, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, and it's, it's just awesome to see, you know, where we've come, where we're at right now and just, you know, where we're going to go from here. It's weird to think about that too. Like it, it makes me think, you know, is that actually going to detract from some of the, like, cause some of the fun is not knowing when that bite's going to come or, you know, right. you know, and, and, you know, if you're going to see it from the time that fish moves 10 foot off the bed to come over and, you know, is that going to, what's that going to do? I mean, it, it, right. is it going to still give you that same level? I mean, it's going to be cool to catch fish, but I don't know. Some of it is that anticipation for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. Um, I think I think there will still be some applications of fishing where, you know, forward facing sonar isn't going to play. You know, uh, I think of like frog fishing or yeah. uh, flipping flipping really heavy grass or mat, heavy vegetation. Sort of yes. Yep. Yep. Um, because yeah, we we see that especially up here in in the upper Midwest where uh, the question gets posed all the time: What would you rather have, live scope or Mega three sixty? And honest to God, up here in Minnesota, probably Mega 360, um, because 90% of the time we're fishing grass, you know, and, and we want to be able to see, you know, the holes in the grass. We want to be able to, you know, figure out, you know, where those holes are in the milfoil or where the weed edge is and follow it. And obviously, you know, 
perspective mode comes into play when you've got forward facing sonar or, you know, landscape view or whatever they call it. Um, but, you know, Mega360 has been such a effective tool for us anglers up here. And I don't know if it's so much down south, you know, when they're fishing in, you know, 25 feet of water, standing timber, that sort of stuff. Uh, but definitely up here, you know, it's it's like a game changer. You know, I hate to throw that term so loosely around in this industry, but uh, Mega360 for the longest time was just like the deal. You know, you had to have it on your boat. Um, and I think, you know, we potentially could be moving away from that uh, because uh, with live scope and with people getting better at live scope, uh, I think people are finding that fish are a lot more pelagic than we realize they are. Um, uh, we, I was out with one of my colleagues shooting content for Omnia the other day, and uh, we went to one of my little honey holes, right? And I was like, dude, they're either on this hump, this hump, or this shoreline. I know them. I know these fish. You know, I know what they're doing. And uh, they were there. They just weren't eating, you know? And uh, <laughs> he went to this shoreline, and I'm like, I've never fished that shoreline before. And he went to this shoreline. And there was just big schools of bait on the shoreline with really the featureless, you know, just kind of gen, uh, gradual tapering uh, contour line. Um, and there was just big balls of bait fish getting chased by bass over mud, you know, mud and silty bottom. And I'm just like, why are there fish here? You know, and and if you don't got that live scope, you can't just point to them and see like, OK, here's one, there's two, there's three here. And there's a big ball of bait right here. And, you know, he's just firing a little, you know, scented jerk shad with a with a jig head in it. And he's picking off, you know, three, four pounders that are just swimming around pelagically chasing bait. You know, and I think uh, we're going to start to see that there's a lot more fish that are like that uh, and not so much relating to structure. Um, and I've heard and I've heard from, you know, a lot of guys on tour that um, Lake St. Clair, for example, those fish get pinged with live sonar so much oh, yeah. that as soon as they even feel a ping, they run because they, they know, they know exactly what it is and they're getting hit from all sides with live <laughs> sonar. So, right. Yeah. yeah I, I think, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna see uh, that fishing is going to change a little bit in terms of how uh, people don't necessarily just target cover or structure anymore. Uh, and they're just finding fish in, suspended in 60 foot of water on nothing you know so <laughs> yeah interesting interesting things to uh you know take into consideration um you know being on a kayak you know i mean the most i have is just yeah the one unit but like you know i'm, I'm seeing how people are using the dual screens in front of them or on you know one side and the other depending on what kind of a setup they have you know and most of the way I'm looking at it right now, I was just like, that's just more stuff to have on the kayak. That's another transducer. That's another screen. That's another battery. That's another expense. That's more money that I don't have right now, you know? So like, I hear you. you know, if I was winning more tournaments and stuff like that and competing in like, you know, big leagues and stuff like that, then yeah, I'd probably consider it, but you know, right now, I mean, being in the spot that I am, you know, in the industry and my quote unquote career, you know, it's just not, you know, the best financial decision for me. I mean, would I like it? Heck yeah. Because I mean, it, it looks cool. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, being able to like, you know, hone in on like, you know, a, a PB during the spawn, like would be insane. But again, 
it's getting that fish to hit your bait. Right. Yeah. I think, um, to that point though, you know, I, I am somewhat of a purist where I, you know, I try not to rely on my forward facing sonar too much. I do have, you know, live scope on my boat. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of see it in the same sense of like, I didn't really earn that fish. Um, it, I, I would allude it to catching a 10 pounder off of a bed and saying, yeah, I caught my PB, but it's like, but it was on a bed, you know, I'd feel better if I caught it flipping a bush or something like that. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it was on a bed in a bush, but I wasn't looking at it. You know, I wasn't, I didn't know it was there for sure. And I was shaking a jig in his face, like just waiting for him, for him to eat it. You know, like I'm moving down the bank, flipping bushes, this and that. And then I bang, there's that 10 pounder. But if I'm looking at him and he's sitting on that dock post because he's got a bed right there and I'm shaking 15, 20 baits in his face to see which one he'll eat for three hours and then he finally <laughs> yeah. eats it. I don't know if that would feel very uh rewarding. Or, yeah, rewarding well, yeah, and, by that. Yeah. And it makes me think like uh, you know, I think with kayak angling, uh, a lot of folks got into it because the uh price of entry was so much lower. Mm-hmm. Like and 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 now it's weird because now we're even seeing a gap there between you know the the bottom line and the top of the line kayaks with all this i mean you're you could easily spend five seven ten thousand dollars ringing your kayak and and you know then that poor guy who's in his lifetime kayak that he bought at dick's you know is now (laughs) behind the ball again because we just lengthened the playing field again you know not that you can't go out and outfish somebody with that i mean it happens and i mean drew gregory still kind of is the bare bones kind of you know you know although he he uses motors now too occasionally and stuff but um you know it's 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 just weird how that gap ebbs and flows as technology increases and but also the the cost of entry uh kind of can can jump around so Uh yeah um it's funny i was i was at work today and uh you know we're going i'm i'm constantly like keeping my eyes open for, you know, potential influencers or content creators that we can work with because that's kind of the name of the game in the fishing industry right now. And, uh, I, I just so happened to stumble upon, uh, the, the Bassmaster, uh, show where we fished in the college series, the national championship. And I saw my old boat and one little HDS nine, on the dash and one <laughs> HBS nine on the floor up in the bow. And I'm like, and I, I reached out to one of my colleagues and I was like, yo, check this out. Like, look at how few electronics we used to have on our boats, you know, like it was a Fortrex. There was no spot lock, you know, it was just your standard gimbal mount mounted to the carpet in the floor. You know, there was no big double decker mount. There was no, you know, 360 with a uh, 360 transducer and a live scope transducer and like the the dash was literally i could see all my little instrument panels you know like <laughs> i could see my little rpm uh meter whatever you know i could see my gas gauge everything like that it wasn't just blown up with you know two 12 inch graphs you know and and it's just it's funny to see how far we've come and how things completely changed so right it's like you know with any electronics you know i mean you think about cell phones 
you know, the old bag phones to flip phones to small phones. And now we've gotten big again. You know, it's just mm -hmm. it's very, very fascinating and interesting yeah. to see how the trends evolve and everything throughout the years. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I, I bought my first bass boat. It was a 17 foot skeeter. Uh, right out of high school, I spent 3800 bucks on it. I took all my grad money, and I went and bought a bass boat. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was the baddest dude on the planet with this little 17-footer. <laughs> you know, I could go pond hop as much as I wanted to. I had a Humminbird 597 on the front, and I didn't even have a graph on the console. You know, it was just, you know, either you pull out your phone, you have Navionics, or, you know, you if there's no buoys, you're probably safe to run, you know? <laughs> you're probably safe to run the big motor. So just avoid the buoys, stay in between the red and the green. And, uh, yeah, it's like nowadays if, if a 17-footer rolled by me, I wouldn't even look at it twice, you know? And that's kind of sad, you know? But uh, right. that's just, that's just kind of how it is in the industry now. And, uh, you know, uh, Sean, to your point with, with kayak fishing, um, yeah, we've got, you know, it, you are starting to see that gap between mm -hmm. guys that are, you know, using $2,000, $3,000 kayaks to the guys that have fully kitted out ten to fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 kayaks based off electronics in their boats. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's definitely a, you know, you're starting to see that gap that has always been in the fishing and are in the, in the bass boat. Uh, side of things but uh yeah you're you're definitely starting to see it in the kayaks too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. interesting stuff mm -hmm. awesome well um we're coming up on just over an hour um definitely some awesome uh material insights you know the premium pro the investor program with omnia trends you know forward-facing sonar it's uh definitely been very very interesting and very intriguing so um yeah, with thanks, that, Trevor. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um but yeah i wanted to see if you had uh any other final thoughts um whatnot you wanted to share with us otherwise uh, or you... where we yeah where folks can oh, yes. you know yes. obviously find more out about omnia and uh, about uh premium pro and, and the ambassador program yeah um i i just wanted to before i forget i, th I think it's hilarious um we talk about forward facing sonar and somehow in every conversation with bass fishing, somehow forward facing sonar becomes the topic <laughs> of the conversation. And uh, it was no different tonight, but I just think that's hilarious. Um, uh, in regards to Omnia, like I said, thank you so much for having me on tonight. Uh, really, really excited to be able to go through this stuff with you guys. And uh, yeah, to, you know, for, for more information, obviously we've we got our website, omniafishing.com. Uh, you got the app. You can download the app. Uh, you can find us on all social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, that sort of deal. So uh, the handles are all the same. It's Omnia Fishing. And uh, yeah, you, you know, if anybody has any questions with Premium uh, Premium Pro, Premium, the Ambassador Program, anything of, of the sort, you know, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know, you can reach out to me. Uh, my email is just Trevor, T-R-E-V-O-R at OmniaFishing.com. So any questions, you know, I, I field them all whether uh whether they're for me or not um you know i can always direct them to the to the relevant party so um yeah and like i said just really appreciate you all for having me having me on uh had a great time meeting you guys talking to you and getting to know you a little bit and just uh you know 
talking fishing. Love talking fishing. So we're good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do best. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. All right. So do you want me to take us out? Go for it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. Thanks and have a night. Good night, guys. Good night.